It's time to accelerate. Hi, this is Andy. Welcome to another edition of Frontline Friday with my regular and very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Now, before we get to the show, Bridget and I have a favor to ask of you. Really appreciate it. If you took time right now to leave a review for this show on iTunes, and while you're there, click the button, subscribe to Accelerate, make sure you get Frontline Friday automatically each week. Also, we need to hear from you. More specifically, we need your sales questions. I mean, what can we answer for you? What challenges do you have that we can help you with? So go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline and enter your question there. Each month, we're going to select one listener's question to be the question of the month. And the winner will receive a $50 Amazon gift card. So remember, go to accelerate.fm forward slash frontline to give us your question and maybe win 50 bucks. So Bridget, how are you today? Andy, You're you fantastic. know the answer. I'm doing great. Fantastic. And you? Good. So, you know, when you're out doing your 4 a.m. run in yeah. minus five degree weather. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm When it's minus five, I go to the gym. You go to the gym. Okay. wonder about that. Yeah. I don't know if you're completely bundled up. You had your balaclava on. No, I did that. I d- I've done that before, but now I've, I'm a, I've turned over a new leaf. I've turned over a new leaf. Okay. Interesting. I like running what's cold. I like running when it's snowing. Of course, you know that. Raining. We're just in Hawaii. That was great. Running in the rain. Nothing better. Okay. So, um, today we're going to talk about character and the importance of character Excellent. in sales. See, I don't think we talk about character nearly enough. And I know it's sort of a loaded word. You know, we talk about trust. We talk about knowing. We talk about liking. You know, we buy from people we know, like, and trust. But really, what's at the heart of that? Isn't that character? Well, do you? Yes. Don't you think that character and trust go hand in hand? Well, I think the ability to build trust is an, an aspect of someone's character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we we are more likely to trust people who are of high character. So yeah. I think they go and I, I do think they go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, absolutely. You can't, you can't. Well, I mean, <laughs> the ability to, to build trust, inspire trust is is an aspect of good character. Yes. But this idea of character and, you know, saying good character, bad character seems almost a little, I don't know, at times archaic, but I, I don't think it is. I think it's something we just, we we don't talk about it enough to serve part of an entire package of someone and, and their character. I mean, so, I, mean, I like to ask audience who I talk to is, you know, how often do you trust someone whose character you don't respect? I don't. You don't. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> I said, you know, what do you call it when you buy something from someone of uh, whose character you don't respect or of low character? And it's like, uh, you know, it's a scam. It's a con or somebody that tricked you into trusting them. I right. mean, oftentimes when that happens, you feel it when it's happening. Yeah. And it's not good. It does not feel good. No, not at all, right? So, you know, I ask salespeople to sort of think about this. I mean, are you trying to trick your buyers into trusting you? But wouldn't it just be easier to have, you know, a good character? And how do you, how do you, Andy, define good character? Like when you think about character, how do you define that? Well, I, well let's, let's start with the concept of character first before we define good or bad. Um, because, you know, it's sort of 
to me, it's sort of like habits. You know, I talk about habits a lot, and and you know, I say habits fall into one of two character, one of two categories: either good habits or bad habits. And and it's not like bad habits are you know detrimental or you know use that in a sort of pejorative way. It's just that they're not serving you, you know, to help you achieve what you want to achieve in life and relationships and so on. And so I think you know character defined as you know the moral qualities distinctive to an individual the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual meaning emotional and moral qualities so i mean that could mean you know to me it's like either with characters you know it's either you have certain virtues or characteristics or character traits or or you don't you know empathy integrity honesty, loyalty, and so on, or you don't. And so let's like, it becomes sort of, we talk about the idea of character and people having good character. It's to me, it's sort of a binary, a binary thing. That you either have it or you don't. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's more of a scale. I think it's more of a scale. I don't think we're so black and white. I don't think people, I don't think humans are so black and white. I think we're complicated. Well, I agree. We're in- hugely complicated. But let's say let's say there are certain traits that that you know are define good character. And again, we could say you know empathy, integrity, honesty, loyalty. I mean, Jim Rohn, a famous business coach, has he laid out six traits of good character: integrity, honesty, loyalty, self sacrifice, accountability, self control. And let's just before debating those individually, let's just sort of take those out. Of, as a given, is, is, you know, if you have, is it possible to have three of those and only out of, out of the six, or do you need to have all six, to your point? And, and also, um, uh, name that, just go through them again. Name them again. Integrity. Uh-huh. What just go through them quickly. Just go through them oh, quickly. Oh, integrity, honesty, loyalty, self-sacrifice, accountability, Self-control. Okay. Let's take self-control. Mm-hmm. I think people are some, some people are very disciplined and you would say, oh my God, they're definitely self, they've got a lot of self-control and others you may say, oh, definitely they don't. And I think there are people who are going to fall in between. Well, sometimes they do on these things they do on those. They don't necessarily. That's why I think, I don't know that it's so binary that you have character or you don't. Like I just I don't know that it's so binary, yeah. No? Yeah. Well, no. I, I <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm lo- okay. Okay. I'll give you time to think. <laughs> all right. That's fine. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, people are complex, and I I talk about that all the time. Is is so? Yeah. We have this the scale, but I'm trying to think about it in this you know context of you know we have the responsibility to hire people to represent the companies that we work for to with with our buyers or we have the you know we're individuals trying to get hired by companies or we're representing companies and and sort of start off the whole conversation thinking okay well how often do we explicitly talk about character as sort of a whole oftentimes I'll hear somebody talk about when we're interviewing people want people of high integrity but I don't really hear people talk about character as a whole, all these other traits, whether the ones Jim Rohn talks about or it's others like, you know, 
empathy or or um, you know good habits or or whatever. And so the idea of the kind of, for me in this this point because I'm thinking more about this is 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 this something that we need to emphasize more when we're building our teams and trying to find the right people to to join our team, fit into the culture we're creating to be able to serve our customers. I think it's really I think it's really important. Do you do you feel like people don't screen for that? I think or they, don't I think, think about they, that. I don't think they think about it as much anymore. Hmm. I mean, so I've sit in conversations all the time with sales leaders uh, just last month at 20 CROs in a room for a two-day event. Now we talked some about hiring, not a, not a, not a lot at this particular one. But when we were talking about it offline, this the word and it, that's why it struck me is this word didn't come up. Hmm. And so part of it's triggered by this this because I've been thinking about this a lot recently and, and the work I'm doing and writing and, and so on is, is that this idea of character. Because, as you know, I'm a huge believer in the, the importance and the central and core importance of, of good habits. And right. But I saw this quote from Vince Lombardi, which I don't think I've given on the show before, but um, mm. he was you know, a childhood hero of mine. Coach of the Green Bay Packers during the first two Super Bowl victories, which were the the first two Super Bowls, and um, he had this quote. It says, "You know, winning is a habit." I'm just going to give you the, yeah. the quote: "Winning is a habit. Watch your thoughts; they become your beliefs. Mm. Watch your beliefs; they become your words. Mm. Watch your words; they become your actions. Mm. Watch your actions; they become your habits." Watch your habits; they become your character. I love it. And I, so I think that's great. Yeah, isn't that brilliant? Yeah, I, I mean, really, really like that in such a logical fashion about how we go from thoughts to beliefs to words mm. to actions to habits to character. Yeah, I love that. And so, yeah, you'd start talking about self-control, and you know, obviously, that's the habit around being able to make good decisions about what we do with our actions, which, you know, you could define as a habit, um, is that really our habits, to some degree, define our our character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's, I love his progression. And, I mean, it's really true. What I say, habits define our character. Yeah, the things you kind of do day in, day out, without thinking about about it yeah it's a it's a i i think that's really important and i i would say i think about character of the people i'm hiring a lot it's Mm -hmm. for me it's so it is so important because first of all just who you're working with on the team that's important the team dynamic i want somebody that is going to have that be customer centric. And I think it's hard to truly care about the customer if you don't have some of those qualities. And if you don't, if you don't have high integrity and, and, and uh, the loyalty and you got to have some self-control, I think all those things are it's just critical. Well, one of the things that was really interesting reading uh, what Jim Rohn had written about, about good character 
is yeah, I loved his definition of integrity, let's say. Because it's not it's not what I think most people think about when they they think about integrity. So he said, you know, that's integrity was number one on his list. What he was talking about was that integrity means that he called it an an undivided life. I love that that mm. phrase. And he basically says integrity means that you're acting the same in all environments. I've heard that. I've I've heard that also. That it's yeah. I've, I I I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was Jim Rohn that I heard it years ago, and it was the same thing. That it's a consistency in your or, actions. A congruency, I think, is a is congruency. How I, yeah, I've heard that, that term, congruency. Right, is that regardless of the environment that we're in and who we're dealing with, that integrity is that we we act the same. Yeah, regardless. Regardless. Now. <laughs> I don't. Th- hopefully, it doesn't. People don't take that to mean. Well, if I treat everybody like crap, regardless of who they are, then I'm being. You know, I have integrity. I have a lot. <laughs> right, I have integrity. I do it the same. I treat everybody poorly. Yeah, I, I don't think that's really the, the message to take. That I think wasn't about, the point. Yeah. No, is you know that we, you know, if we treat our family one way, we treat our customers the other way, our colleagues. You know, we treat everybody the same way. That we act the same in all those environments, and I think that's that's a great definition of integrity. It's a great habit to get into that forms your character. Yeah, I uh, like you said. As long as it's not, I'm consistently um, I consistently treat people very very badly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the point. I don't think that it's so. So I think for people to. Yeah, you know, take the good thought away about integrity. Is I love this idea. Is, you know, don't have a divided life. Have an undivided life. And it's it's a really simple thing to mm. to think about I from love a, that. from a habit formation because you always an have this, undivided life. Well, right, and, and forming new habits it comes down to a choice, right? So there's a process how you 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 change habits actually, mm. and you know there's there's a trigger to any sort of habit habitual behavior. There's a trigger. And then we have an automatic response or impulse about how we would respond to it. But then we have to understand, just pause for a second. I know there's this choice to be made, right? So when you think about this from, you know, leading an undivided life is that, mm. you know, if we treat our family one way, we're dealing with customers and you get this trigger from the customer, you might want to, your habitual behavior might be to say th- something that you wouldn't dare say to a family member, let's say. Is you know is to take that pause. You know, recognize what your impulse is and how you want to react, but take that pause for a microsecond. And say, yeah, I've got a, a choice to make here. I can, you know, treat this unique way, which is not the most effective way, or treat as I treat everybody else. Then, you know, you repeat that. You understand, you have that choice to make, which is the self control part of an you know, ability to make good decisions about what you're going to do with your actions. You change your habits and you start developing that integrity. Yeah, habits are hard to change. I mean, it it really takes a lot of um, determination. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the research is also coming out on habits, habit change, and habit formation. Is that it doesn't take determination, right? That if what we, does it take? It's this recognition that we're making a choice, mm. and we just have to make the right choice. And if we make the right choice repeatedly, then it starts becoming a habit. What what the researchers show are showing is is again is we're finding these days is that we have limited 
reserves or reservoirs of of uh, willpower or determination. And so, for relying on that, what happens is we just we become exhausted and we yeah. we submit. So, if we understand that's really a process and a choice, which Charles Duhigg has written about, and many people have written about in terms of habit development, it's we just have to understand that we always have a choice. We have to acknowledge what the impulse is to do something in a habitual way, but then understand that in that split second, you know, we're not taking five minutes to make the choice. In that split second, we have to be aware of what our choices are and say we can do one or another. Obviously, this is this is you know, we're not talking about addictive behaviors. We're talking about you know, normal, habitual behaviors in our life. Though people have used these, you know, the same frameworks for, you know, dealing with overeating problems and, and so mm. on. So, so the next thing Rowan talks about is honesty. Um, oftentimes people sort of want to conflate integrity and, and honesty. And, you know, he has an interesting comment. He said, you know, some people think that, you know, honesty is the best policy, and his point was honesty is the only policy. Ah, that's great. I think it's a great way for people that's to think great. about it. Is, is when it becomes yeah, the only the, policy. Uh, yeah, then there's no decision. There's no decision. It takes a decision out of it, which I like. Yeah, and I, I, it's little things that you have to think about. Yeah, you know, I used to drive my kids crazy, like when I, they were little, and we were in restaurants and. If they were adding the totals by hand, you know, on the, the check, uh, back when my kids were little, they were still doing that in some places. And, yeah, if I caught an error, even if it was on my, in my favor, I would always say something. And they couldn't understand it's a great lesson. initially yeah. why, why I was doing that. But the thing is, I saw my father do that. Yeah. Right? That's how I learned it, because he always did that. Uh, and I had that same question, you know, why, why are you doing that? And it was just like, yeah, for him, character, and this is really part of the reason we're talking about character is because, you know, I remember my parents saying, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you know, the only thing you can really take with you is your character, right? The thing people remember of your legacy all will you be, got. is your character. Mm-hmm. So, even the small things make a difference. And so, we think about that in sales. So, we think about cutting corners or, uh, yeah, the customer makes a mistake and we want to take advantage of it because it works in our favor. No, no, it's just, you know, the only policy is to play it by the book. Yeah, it's not a choice. Don't eliminate eliminate the aspect of choice. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, Ron talks about loyalty. You know, talking about sticking with people when they, they need us the most. And you think about that sort of a sales context is that Maybe what that means is you don't always jump to the new job just to make a few more bucks. I mean, this is this is a, a concept that's that is an interesting concept in some businesses where there's a tremendous amount of job mobility. Yeah, where people are basically doing it for the buck. Right. Well, and in sales, yeah, that's why people. That's why a lot of people get into sales. So, um. Then you do, they, there is this question, and I, the, I'm confronted with it with sales reps who work for me or choose to go other places or people who are leaving. Who, if it's only about the dollar, and I and I understand that making money in sales is important, but if it's only about the dollar, um, that's uh, that's always a red flag for me. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that's true. When we talk about character, it's the same thing when I interview people. If it's, it's that's where I disagree with managers who think that it's <laughs> only about the dollar. And interesting, I don't know if you saw, there's new law that went into effect, I think, in California now that <clears throat> you have notes here. In fact, I've interviewed people on the show. I said, you know, when when you're interviewing people and and so on, they wanted to always like look for their their W twos, right, from past jobs. You're talking about, you know, how much money they've made, how successful they've been. Though and it's now a law in California, you can't ask for that information. Ah, didn't know that. Yeah, I think it went into effect here in two thousand eighteen. If I read mm. it correctly, which I, I hopefully did. So But yeah, it's you know, anybody that's Purely motivated by the dollar. I agree. I think that's 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 to me is a red flag. Okay, so self-sacrifice is another one. Um, it's somewhat related to the loyalty. I mean, I've I've had situations in my my career where you know, I was with uh, a couple of companies where things got kind of tough, and it would have been easy enough to jump ship and gone to another company. But you know, I felt this this loy not just loyalty, but it's mm. almost an imperative to serve sort of see it through. To help them get through to the other side. Right. Have you ever been I mean for me, ultimately in both cases, it turned out from a career perspective to be much, much better because the experience I got going through that and coming through the other side and creating something even better than what was on the other the front end. Um. Yeah, accrued to my benefit. Yeah, I think that's. I I think in more cases you'll see it accrue to your benefit than not. A little patience sometimes is really. A little really, patience. Yeah. And I think it's hard for and people hard. in sales. It's hard for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the most patient, so. Well, yeah, it, certainly, I, uh, it certainly was earlier in my career, but I started through a stage where I learned that lesson relatively early. Whereas with a company that that yeah went through some bad times, ultimately mm-hmm. got acquired. Um, it was a pretty good acquisition, and stayed and worked with the acquiring company for a year and a half or so. But um, yeah, it was real tempting to <laughs> said, jump to ship. Jump ship. Mm-hmm. But staying and seeing it through, yeah, that was. Learning that level that that level of patience actually is what it taught me more than anything else. Is that you know, even if things are bad, they're never as bad as you think they are. I mean, the the downside is never as bad as you think it's going to be. Right. And if you've invested some of yourself in the success of that organization, not just in your own success, then again, you're going to win in the long run by seeing that organization become successful more so than if you leave to go someplace else and become personally successful. Yeah, I think that's right. There's a lot of benefit in the building. Yeah. And being part of something that's happening, being part of something really great. Okay. And don't miss it. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. All right. So, unfortunately, we need to cut things a little bit shorter today, as we usually do, because you have to go out and sell something. I know. I know. <laughs> which Got is a meeting. Which is okay. That's my job. That's your that's job. Right. Go sell something. Go sell something. All right. All right. Bridget, as always, great friends. Thank you for joining us again. We'll join us again here next week. Sounds Talk to you great. Later.